You're listening to Opacity, a podcast about working in design. Morning, Craig. Good morning, Tom. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. Oh, yeah, we haven't really spoken since uh, since uh, the New Year. Yeah. How are you? How are you feeling in the New Year? Yeah, pretty pretty good, like all things considered. Still kind of like settled in at home, as we were kind of chatting before about this. Of the, the, the home life and work, remote work and that kind of stuff kind of suits me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a bit of a, a bit of a homebody in general, so I've kind of adapted all right to it. How about yourself? Yeah, good. I mean, a lot of the same, I guess. Nothing's really uh, any different than it was uh, in December. But I'll I'll go with the positivity and go with the uh, you know new year, new me, all kinds of kinds of stuff. Nice. Did you set any resolutions, Tom? <laughs> that you'd like to share? Mm, not really. No, not really. I, I probably should do a bit more exercise just just for in general just to get out of the house a bit more so I'm, I'm tempted to try that I've seen people talk about like 100 walks 100 albums hmm. which I my understanding of it is that you go for a walk once a day and then listen to the whole album at least and then kind of post about it but hmm. I think that could be something that uh, that I'll try to do just to get out and couple the walking with an album hmm. you know so it's kind of I'm not cheating and trying to get back too soon that's interesting how long <laughs> it's been so long that I've listen to an album like how long are they are they like an hour <laughs> it depends on it, it depends. Yeah. yeah i i i listen to a lot of metal so like a lot of stuff will be faster and generally generally more kind of shorter albums than i think uh, more popular music but uh mm. so i'll have to be careful not to cheat you know i'm not going out for a 20 minute album <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah, i never heard of that one that's good yeah so the um the topic we were chatting about getting into this week um and it might be sort of a an overview of, of the sort of thing because it's a big it's a big topic that i think um there's a lot to probably say on it um there's a lot of different rabbit holes we can go down so maybe we'll we'll sort of dip our toes into a few of them uh dip mm-hmm. our noses into a few rabbit holes uh, maybe not run all the way down um but yeah just sort of just sort of see where we get to and that's that's kind of talking about this whole generalist specialist kind of divide or sort of the the you know the the path of specialization versus the sort of being okay uh, with being a generalist and, and what are the kind of the good things about that um so yeah we mm-hmm. just sort of want to chat about that so yeah but do you, would you call yourself a specialist or a generalist yeah i, I feel like we've chatted about this before maybe in one of our earlier episodes mm-hmm. um and yeah i've kind of it's something i kind of think about regularly enough i suppose um, I can't remember what my answer was at the time when we were talking, <laughs> but I still kind of think of myself as like uh, somewhere in between, like a specialized generalist, mm. I suppose. Um, I mean, like that I feel um, like I've got a couple of specialities, uh, some core competencies, and then there's uh, like I've got a broad range of knowledge on other areas as well. Mm-hmm. So I think when I started out first, I, you know, the, the agency that I joined from from college, they wanted to build out T-shaped designers, which is like like an uppercase T. So you'd have one core competency. So that in my in, in my case, it was a like visual design from had a visual communications background, and then they try and bridge out the, the other. So that's your depth, and then the, then you've got a kind of a broader like the, the top of the T. I suppose the the kind of the horizontal line of the T is. Uh, not as deep, but you've got a br- like a breadth of skills. So it might be like if your core uh, skill time is visual design, then you might have other things that are like prototyping and you know some interaction design and and some things like that. Maybe a little bit of front end coding, possibly. You know that's these types of things. But you're you're being hired really 
for the core competency of of the visual design and then over time that grows i suppose like that's in my um experience i think it it i i grew a few more kind of like uh, verticals i suppose um just because I was interested in, and I was in, I was in a kind of a, I worked in areas where you deal with a lot of people would have, which would have different specialties, so you could learn a lot from them, and by osmosis, kind of deep in those, uh, those areas too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How about yourself? Yeah, it's an interesting one to think about. You know, um, did you refer to yourself as a specialized generalist? Was that your? Are you coining that? <laughs> I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know if I made that up or what, but because. Because I, when I hear people talk about it, often the conversation I think in this thing is like you're either a specialist or you're a generalist, mm-hmm. and I don't think it's that clear cut, you know, in general. Like, so I, I think, yeah, no pun intended, but I think like you can be, yeah, they're not mutually exclusive. They're not mutually exclusive. So you can, you could start out with a kind of uh, specialism and then flesh out and become have more general skills as well so you've got a specialist you've got a specialism and you've got some more general skills as well or you could start out as a generalist and then over time build a specialism into that area mm-hmm. or a couple of specialisms so to me it's they're not one and the other i think when people talk about it, they're off maybe they refer to someone who's just like comes out maybe of a you know maybe a certain type of education they've got a very specific set of skills they and they don't they don't kind of grow in the other areas because they want to focus solely on this area and be specialist in this area. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that's commonly how people talk about it, but I don't think it's always the case. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think there's, there's like obviously a lot of complexity here and what do we mean by these, these words? Cause it's sort of like, if you imagine the entirety of like the taxonomy of skills and knowledge that could be attained by the human mind, like everything that exists, That's sort of like the most generalist would be would be an, you know able to to play in all of those fields, um, and yeah. then you know that gets narrower and narrower. And then at what point does a generalist become a specialist? Like, you know, I could say, Tom, you're a specialist in design. Um, you know, like like mm. there's a specializations in even the general field that we work in, right? So there's like, mm. uh, and then I think about I was thinking about this earlier of like. Just, just where are the lines? Like, okay, I was thinking about you. Actually, you, you work in a design system team. Okay, are you a specialist mm-hmm. in uh, in design systems? Potentially, like that could be a thing you do. Is being a specialist in design in design systems require you to be a generalist because of sort of the nature of that work? Like, mm-hmm. so I think these things are a bit mm-hmm. like it's probably more of a personal kind of definition of where you kind of draw those lines. Um, yeah, yeah, good call. Like, I think. Uh, I, th- I think of myself as a generalist, kind of a, a, a proud generalist, um, and it's taken me some time to sort of get there. Um, and I, the way I look at it is is specifically being general beyond design. Um, it is mm. you know bringing bringing things outside of this this sort of design bubble. So there's sort of yeah, I guess there's the T-shaped designer who can do everything from you know research to you know visual design and everything or research to, to front end development and everything in between or whatever. Um, but in a way that's sort of still like a specialization, like if that's their focus, they don't bring anything mm. from even more general categories, like outside of that mm. design world, then are they really a generalist? I don't know. Like, I think it's, again, it's a personal definition. So, um, yeah. What do you think? Well, it's, it's possible. It's impossible to know how to do everything. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I think, yeah, this is an interesting point you're making there. 
I think generally when people when people talk about this, they're it's it's stuff that's it's skills or you know abilities that are related to the field itself. So it's not when you say someone's a generalist, you don't expect them to be able to do absolutely everything in any you know. It, it, if if they're a design generalist, there's kind of like a okay, we expect them to be able to like be pretty decent at this, pretty decent at that, you know, an all an all rounder within design mm-hmm, type thing, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, they can people can have many other skills and they can bring other skills and other life you know experiences and stuff like that that can inform how they design. But I think generally, when people talk about a generalist within design, that's kind of what they're expecting to have a broad range of skills on most of the areas most of the different kind of disciplines within within design yeah yeah i mean i think that's like you know if i were hiring a designer and i was saying you know i'm looking for a generalist to join the team like that's that would be the definition that i would definitely go with i think personally yeah when i've kind of almost like sort of wrestled with this idea of being a generalist i think also as someone who's who's done things outside of design and then and then joined this this field um a little bit later Mm -hmm. uh I've wrestled with what do I do with those other things that I've done and like is it just sort of oh that's that's what I did in the past it's irrelevant I sort of you know remove it from my mind it's like oh when I'm doing design those things are irrelevant but they're not irrelevant they're mm. they're part of who I am they're part of my lens for you know all of all of the experiences we have like they come into play and they sort of I think they 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 sort of get mixed in the pot of generalization or being a generalist and um mm. like I've I've over the years like it's been hard to articulate and it probably still is hard to articulate what's the actual value that those those things bring like what's the tangible value like if i'm a designer what's the tangible value that you know i work in whatever like like we talked about this sort of the door-to-door uh fundraising work that i did way Mm -hmm. back when in the middle of winter uh you know what does that actually tangibly bring like i can say oh like that experience taught me things and then it brought it whatever like i can i can make a make Mm. a story around it um but like do i truly believe that it actually makes me a better designer um so i think that's for me that's been a bit of a journey is you know getting okay with that and like actually try to be able to articulate like what that benefit is it's not easy um Mm. Yeah, I think is it worth chatting a little bit around like what what is the definition of a good designer? I mean, I mean, because I think a lot of the what the we talk about skills and stuff. It's all it's all it's often kind of leaning towards like hard skills or you know like our craft in an area. And I think if you're listening to this or if you're getting if you're new into the industry, you're kind of like, what are the things I need to be able to do to be a designer? And it's you know, so say okay, visual design is 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 a very easy one to to narrow down on i suppose because it's like the visual representation of stuff and it's a it's outputs kind of driven and driven and that kind of thing um and you need to a certain like stuff needs to be brought to a certain standard and that kind of thing but there's other areas that are not so you know you can't see the output you know mm-hmm. uh like you know say we're research there's, there's a lot of there's a lot of like more softer slash kind of professional skills required to be able to do that work mm-hmm. as well um, so maybe this is, I don't know, actually, maybe we've opened, this is opening a can of worms because it's too big of a topic to take on. But I wonder if, like, to your point around the, your experiences before, I think like, like most of what we do as the designers is like talking to people, communicating with people, trying to solve problems together. It's not, you know, we have computers, but we're not like in doing pixel based, moving stuff around all the time, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So those skills that you learn to be able to like communicate with people, to understand other people's points of view, to understand people's needs, to understand 
what's important, you know, where compromises possibly need to be made, like, you know, from a business and design perspective. There's loads of this stuff. It's, and it's it's kind of a, it's like a tangled ball of like chal- different, different amorphous challenges, you know, it's not straightforward. I think if you, from the outside, if you're looking at the world of design, you might just think, oh, I design, you know, the software designers. So I would just sit down and I create these screens mm-hmm. and that's my job. Yeah. It's like, yeah. that is, that is a part of it, but it's not yeah, yeah. nearly the, yeah. That's not what people are hiring you for, you know, and it's, 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 they're not trying to hire a collection of skills. They're trying to hire a person mm. who has, the, has knowledge and points of view and perspective and yeah. all those types of things. That's as well. the hope, yeah. right? Like I, I would hope yeah. that people are trying to, trying to not just hire a, a bag of skills, um, even though that's probably sometimes what happens. Uh, but like, yeah, the, the point you're making there, um, um, the way I was thinking about this was, you know, I think it's probably fair to say we still live in a world where specialization is a, like more valued or it's at least more attractive both to the person mm. trying to gain skills um, but also the person who's paying for those skills like it's a lot clearer yeah. it's a it's a clearer message uh, and I often think about this in terms of like how you how, how a designer would like market themselves as they're putting together their own website or whatever it's like mm specialization is like creating a clear message about who you are like it's like if if i say hi my name's craig i'm a uh multidisciplinary designer who works at the intersection of blah 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 and blah 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 like okay whatever like what does that actually mean whereas if i said hey i'm craig i'm a i'm like a specialist in animation it's much much easier to hire me for a job that's an animation job because i'm really good at that particular thing um as opposed Mm. to like this sort of vague general type of message which doesn't it's not actually saying anything clear so it's sort of a marketing thing i think but um so all that to say i think we still we live in a in an environment where specialization is is um is still valued probably over generalization instead of or on top of generalization so i think it creates Mm -hmm. an issue because um for those of us who are generalists or sort of self-proclaimed generalists and proud of it uh Mm -hmm. we have an issue because i think oftentimes our work is evaluated based on sort of narrow uh narrow metrics or narrow kind of understandings of what design is so like i could be a generalist i bring in all of these good communication skills and all these kind of professional or soft skills uh whatever Mm -hmm. but like at the end of the day i'm evaluated based on maybe like one specific hard skill that i have so I think it, I think it, yeah. if that's true and it's sort of a hypothetical, but I think if it's true, it sort of, um, uh, pushes us towards specialization. It, it always, I think it's always, at least for me, it's always something that's always kind of pulling me in a direction of like, oh, there's this, there's this specialization that I know I'm kind of weak in. And it's maybe a thing that I could be evaluated better on if I upskilled in it and, you know, I'm free mm. to upskill in it, but like, you know, am I going to go down a path of specialization down that? To, for that skill like i don't know i don't i don't know if that's mm. if that's a good career move or well, not you know yeah well, well the example you just mentioned there sounds like a different thing it's like if you're, if you're like if you feel weak in an area mm. or weaker than you possibly would like to be you don't just change you don't just go right i'm gonna drop everything else now and i'm just gonna move over here and just focus on this thing and specialize in this that's that's a different thing to me to like say okay that's a weakness i have so what I do, I'll do something to kind of beef it up a bit. Like, mm-hmm. so I'll become more, I'll have more, I'll beef up my general skills in that area. I don't need to master them, yeah. but I need to, I need to have, um, 
you know that that's yeah i need to just kind of beef them up a bit yeah, yeah. and the mastery thing is is an interesting from thing an interesting concept for me as well or right? because i think when people talk about generalists they also they also the kind of idea of like oh jack of all trades but master of none which sounds like it's inferred that this 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 person going around is kind of like doing a half-ass job on lots of things mm-hmm. you know yeah. where i don't think that's the case Do you know i really don't think that's the case yeah yeah on that on that topic so so um uh, on that on that saying actually uh, I, I this came up in a conversation recently and and the person i was speaking to uh educated me on this saying which was actually really really good and I've, I've thought a lot about it since so do you are you familiar with the full saying like jack of all trades master no, so yeah there's there's more to that saying that i actually i didn't even know existed i think most people probably don't so it's jack of all trades master of none though oftentimes better than master of one so it's actually it's actually in support ah. of, of of generalization which is nice and, and validating for myself um but yeah, so so that's I think an interesting. Uh, How did that get dropped? That's the best part. Yeah, I know, I know. It really it really rounds out the saying uh, really nicely. Um, and I yeah. have no idea. I think most people have have no idea that this um, that this exists. So though, thank you to the to the one who informed me of this. Oh, that is so interesting. The fact that you just like it, we've cherry picked a part of this, and then we only use this parts that we for everything. And what people actually would use that in an almost derogatory term. Yeah. Oh, he's a, he's a jack of all trade. That guy, like you know, as in <laughs> he's not very good at anything. Mm-hmm. He'll give everything a go. That type of thing, or the person will give everything a go. Mm-hmm. Whereas the full by just editing out the full thing, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we're losing the full context of what the thing actually means. In various, it's really interesting. Yeah, yeah, and, and and sort of sort of on this topic, I think of of this. I mentioned kind of I'm validated by this statement now or this saying now. Uh, like yeah. F- validation was a thing so there's a book called range uh, it's called range how generalists triumph in a specialized world uh it's a really good book by david epstein um you may have heard of it uh, i definitely recommend if if you think about being a generalist or about specialization and all of that it's, it's just a really fascinating i think book and for me hmm. uh it was it was eye-opening to to read it um as someone who kind of, like I was saying before, you know, I've, I've thought of myself as a generalist, but I've never been able to actually maybe truly believe that that's a good thing. Uh, so the book is really good. Kind of, and it's, it's a big, it's a big book. There's a lot of, it's a heavy one, but it gives a lot of kind of historical examples of people from, you know, from sports to, to music, to art, you know, people like Van Gogh, who are, you know, very late mm-hmm. in their life, actually sort of figured out what they were what they were good at um and it took a mm. lot of different experiences to get there uh, but the book is really good and 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 sort of unpacking the whole sort of uh experience of being a generalist and actually putting some some research uh behind the the case basically the case for being a generalist and how it's actually mm. it's not just an okay thing it's not just on par with being a specialist it's actually you know a really good thing it's actually really it, brings a lot of value to somebody mm-hmm. um, and that's sort of probably like the generalization within sort of the design sphere but I, but also beyond that would probably be the more kind of the view of that book is like as a designer if you have experiences doing things that are wildly outside of design that's going to mm-hmm. impact you in in the work that you can do um yeah so so yeah i highly recommend checking that book out I've, yeah i must check it out i haven't read that yeah but i i think like some of the points you're making there are kind of ringing some bells in my mind here where you're talking about like it's the variety of experiences as well which i think is huge mm-hmm. um if if like as someone who's just like you know got a family 
uh, you know, bought a house, uh, got in, got me into more, like, was never interested in DIY, but did some stuff uh, when, you know, as you buy your own house and you kind of start getting involved in things. Like, when you build up all these little things, all these different life experiences, all these challenges that you face, you know, they build, they kind of just, like, reinforce your understanding of the world and give you a better, different perspectives that, that can, are transferable to other areas of your life as well and other challenges as well. And um, sure, even the example I remember way back in one of our episodes, you were talking about a scenario where you went on the bus with your your son when he was really young and he threw up and it was a kind of chaotic issue. But, you know, when you go through something that you prepare next time, if it happens again, you're not going to panic as much. So like, that's what I think those types of experience are really good at, different types of experience in your career and life. They kind of like prepare you for that next time as well. Um, so you don't panic or if something's it's something similar in a different area of your life or work happens, you're probably less likely to panic and kind of go, OK, listen, I've faced a similar situation and X, Y and Z happened. So it, it basically informs, it, it makes you more kind of, uh, you've got a, rip, a kind of richer texture of all the problems that you could face yeah. and, and the solutions that you could possibly come about. I, I think talking about this now, like what this comes to mind is, you know, OK, we, we claim to be creatives quote-unquote capital c creatives uh we are Mm -hmm. in a creative industry like what what makes creativity like you know creativity is about connections right it's about it's about linking two disparate things and finding something new innovating something new that is is sort of comes from both worlds so we need to have like a breadth of experience in order to be creative and to bring Mm -hmm. anything of value uh into the mix i think um I've, I've sort of reflecting on this now. I think for me, uh, generalization, if I, if I can give an example, at least that just popped popped up, um, is sort of working with in sort of technical environments. So personally, I have zero technical knowledge. I am I am nothing. Like I when I when I started as a designer, I remember like the most vivid kind of memory was sitting in a room with with engineers and other designers talking about sort of technical matters, and I I had no idea what was going on. Um, you know, and I'm sure a lot of, a lot of new designers probably have a similar experiences. Um, mm-hmm. I think being a generalist and having, uh, different types of experiments, experiences has allowed me to sort of play in that court, at least have converse, like coherent conversations without really, mm. um, having any, any hard technical abilities personally, like I can't. Mm-hmm. I don't write I can't write any code um, but I can still be mm-hmm. in conversation with people who are really good at at doing that and have productive and actually bring you know hopefully bring some value to that conversation and I think yeah. that comes I think part of part of the value of generalization is you learn how to learn or you learn how to adapt or you learn how to sort of pick up on things better because you've been in a lot of a lot of different types of situations where you've had your like you're talking about like new situations you learn new skills you you figure things out in different ways and your brain sort of grows in a way um and then you're put in another mm-hmm. new situation you're able to deal with that as opposed to if you were living in some kind of a a skills bubble where you had this deep deep specialization now you get thrown in a in a pool that you don't you know you don't know how to swim you're just gonna sink mm-hmm. because you don't you can't you don't have the ability to actually keep yourself afloat um yeah and i think um, if i'm if i'm remembering rightly that's part of the things in that book range that that kind of comes up is, is that ability that sort of mental uh practice um yeah 
Yeah, I think what I what I tend to like about general people who are drawn towards being generalists as well is that, like, to my mind, design is about problem solving and creative problem solving and stuff like that. And when problems arise and challenges arise, I think it's to, like personally, I, I prefer people who are kind of like, okay, this is not my core ex- area of expertise, but like, how can we, what, 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 how can I leverage the knowledge I have to try and influence this? Um, does that, does that kind of approach, or just kind of like, well, I'm, uh, this is not my area of expertise, so I'm out of this conversation. Bye. Do you know mm-hmm. that? That no, I know, I know. That's that's kind of a, a very simple oversimplification, but I think whatever we need to do, like we need to be constantly learning. It's about growth mindset, growth mindset mm-hmm. to my mind of like just learning new skills, understanding new ways of solving problems, understanding those problems that need to be solved, uh, all that type of stuff. It's it, like, it's, I think it's so important. And I think to your point, you know, some of the points we were, make, we were mentioning around like being able to like roll the punches type thing. I think adaptability is is really important. I think as humans, like we are, we are, we are so adaptive, mm-hmm. you know, and we've adapted, we've, we've, we've evolved to this stage because we're adaptive in different environments and stuff like that. So I think when I think of like one of the examples, I, I think it's not because to do with design at all, but it's a, another analogy, I suppose, is like, I don't really watch that much sports, but I do like mixed martial arts and mixed martial arts is that exactly. It's a mixture of the different martial arts. And often you'll have, or from time to time, you'll have someone coming from a special sport like boxing, for example, who's very good at boxing, and they come into the mixed martial arts world and they're like, right, I was a world champion, I have all these belts, mm. I'm, I should do pretty good here. And they come in and all their skills are around boxing. Mm. And they come in and someone takes them down to the ground and wrestles <laughs> them and they, they're just, they, they're, they're like a deer in the headlights. Yeah. You, you see it happen again and again, right? Because there's a range of skills required in mixed martial arts. Mm. And a, you, you need to, you can't, rely overly on one specialization because it's a good example like you know you're you're unlikely to get t- tackled to the ground in your professional life but you, if you're if you're ready to adapt to that new situation do you know yeah. so yeah. uh that just exposes the gaps in someone's skills when when in in mixed martial arts right and what i like about that is that they, they just have to train so in so many different areas like jujitsu obviously like you know boxing uh kickboxing uh, wrestling, all this type of stuff, and what they're doing is they're building up these these skills that makes them adaptable quickly to a change in to a change in in situations. Mm-hmm. So that's probably a very kind of a perfect, you know, obviously a violent a example. Perfect analogy, yeah, it's really <laughs> perfect. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think this 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 whole piece of adaptability is really important, and I think like we also can think of, this is something maybe I wrote about a while ago about like sort of future proofing your career, and part of me thinks that this well, not part of me all of me thinks that adaptability is is necessary like you know things change fast and things are changing faster than ever and you know in five years from now we don't really know what uh our this design industry is going to be like what are we going to call ourselves mm-hmm. like you know a couple years ago a lot of us had the title of ux design like now a lot of those ux designers are product designers uh you know those th- what we call ourselves changes like every couple years the tools we use change like everything changes if you're not adaptable mm-hmm. there's you can't like whatever like uh i know people often bring up this sort of experts in flash and how that became an irrelevant kind of a skill uh mm. um you know like so so and that specialization then can sort of lead to a, a problem like if, if you specialize in one thing that is sort of trending right now uh when that mm-hmm. stops trending you need to be able to adapt either find a new specialization that you can like a tangential one mm. or 
think about think about more more generalist skills um, that you can stretch across have have more breath um, to be able to do different things and you know still figuring out where you what you like and what you're really maybe really good at um, or what you're kind of drawn to and then invest in those things um, but try to also have like a, a bit of a future vision of like okay in 10 years if this if this particular thing that I'm that I'm focusing on is irrelevant what am I going to do and and how am I going to sort of broaden and, and always be broad and always be flexible and always be adaptable to, to mm. changes that, that are happening. Yeah. Yeah. I agree there. And it doesn't have to be over time as well. I think it might be confusing possibly for people coming into the industry. Like I need to have all these skills Do you know if they're, if they're a recent graduate or new, new to the industry and they kind of feel like, well, I can't do all, I can't do all of these things mm -hmm. just yet. Yeah. I think as you're saying, yeah, like focus on the things you, you're good at and, and then you can, you can always, you can expand over time. You can flesh things out over time. Like one of the things I know we mentioned it in the previous episode as well, um, maybe around uh, get breaking into the industry part one, I think it was. Um, but like the when people are enthusiastic as well, mm. do you know, like having interest and enthusiasm, like authentic enthusiasm for learning and and new and you know new experiences and stuff. That's that's so important, do you know. And so you don't, yeah. I think it's even if you identify things that you're interested in learning, but you haven't got you haven't started just yet, or you don't know how to start. You know, people are always. They like to help, you know, and they'll point you in the right, right direction. Mm -hmm. Nobody expects you to come straight out of, you know, to, to, to just be, break into the industry and have all of these skills, these wide range of skills. Yeah. I think earlier it's better to to focus on on some of the things, you know, like a, 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 there could be a handful of things that you're, you're good at or a specific area that you can be, you can have general skills in that area without overly specializing if that makes sense i don't know it's kind of it's, it's difficult it's tricky to kind of yeah it's, it's tricky like and I, I think i think part of it is, is kind of just how you market yourself like like i don't know like how you talk about yourself and what kind of designer you are um mm. and what are the things you like like to be really also self-aware about the things that you feel you kind of are most drawn to and and maybe invest a bit more in those things like if you're you know, you're a generalist designer, but you really love the research process and all that. And maybe you don't want to specialize in research, but you want to be a designer that's always involved in research and contributing in that way mm -hmm. and whatever. Like, that's great. Like, that's a good sort of, I guess, to that sort of T-shape kind of thing. Like, okay, mm -hmm. I, my, my long, my deep dive in my T is, is in, in a, maybe research in general or even a specific area of research, whatever. Um, yeah. But uh, it's all, it's all needs to be sort of self-defined. Like, you can't, new designers who, who i think i think a lot of people i think fall into that trap and i think i was was falling into these traps too when i was starting out it's like okay where do i focus what do i what do i need to do what are mm -hmm. the gaps i need to fill so that i can get that job um yeah. you know for me it was like this sort of uh internal dialogue of like oh i don't have a gra like at that at the time what i was telling myself is i don't have a graphic design background i'm i'm gonna really struggle because like i don't have the the sort of visual skills to to get the job because mm. everybody's going to look at my UIs and they're going to be ugly and they're not going to hire me. And that was the kind of internal back and forth that was going into my head. Um, I think other people like probably see uh, code as a, as a thing like, oh, I'm getting into this industry, mm. uh, but I don't know how to do, I don't know how to write HTML and CSS. So therefore, like I need to go in and learn code. It's like, well, mm. not learning code has never held me back, um, you know in my career i think yeah. a lot of designers are the same way like if you want like my my response to that is usually if you want to and you're interested in it like go for it like learn it mm. become great at it like whatever maybe that's your thing 
Um, but it should yeah. none of these sort of specializations should be seen as like they're not essential. Yeah, yeah. But you said that you did, even though you don't have the technical skills, you have built up a kind of vocabulary that you can yeah. and ways of communicating. So Yeah, and I think that's I that's, think that's important. That's part of the job and maybe that and that's obviously part of the yeah. benefit of of learning something about about, you know, coding and all, and all that. Um there's obviously benefits that come with that, but they shouldn't be seen as yeah. essential and every designer, I think people sometimes talk about the sort of the shape of a designer, like everybody has their sort of unique shape um mm-hmm. and uh and that's okay and you can and your shape should be like your own and you should really be happy with that shape uh yeah. that, like no shape like if every designer was a cookie cutter of the other one are we wouldn't be very valuable right because you know we could yeah. be easily replaced with somebody new um but you are unique yeah that's true <laughs> but and, and usually when 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 roles are like when companies are putting up roles and even they even if they do kind of you know, plastered terms across the the board of like UX UI designer with you know what these X X Y and Z skills like a high a lot a range of skills that are required. Um, I think you tend to see that was more so with smaller companies and small like you know you're you're expected to wear a few more hats. Mm-hmm. Um, but you I think usually when you when you when you dig in a bit further, most roles there is a, there's a leaning towards something. Do you know, they're kind of like, yeah. To, yeah, to your point that you're saying earlier on, like say my role is a, a, on a design system. Like if I was hiring someone from a design system perspective, I'm looking for a range of skills that they need, they need to have to be able to converse because it's it's not just talking to designers. You kind of need to understand, you know, visual design. You need to understand, you know, UI design. You need to understand other things like that. Um, you know, some some knowledge in 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 in, in like the, the technical landscape is useful. Not that you'll ever be coding or anything, mm-hmm. like you, but just because it's a specific type of thing or that each role is slightly different right so you're kind of you might be like well this person that i'm hiring needs to converse with these th- three people three different type of people primarily so they need to have a good vocabulary mm-hmm. well tom i think that was a, a good chat i hope i hope everyone enjoyed uh listening thanks for making it to the end mm-hmm. uh, if you have thoughts on this topic we'd love to hear from you love to hear how you think about specialization uh, or, or being a generalist um love to to hear your thoughts so thanks so much for for listening Thanks for listening to Opacity. To find any links mentioned in the episode, check out the show notes. If you enjoyed the episode, please share it with your friends and colleagues, post about it on social media, or leave us a rating or review wherever you listen. This helps us keep the podcast relevant and helps others discover new episodes. You can listen and subscribe to Opacity on iTunes, Spotify, Anchor, or wherever you consume audio. To connect with the show, find us on Twitter at Opacity Podcast, or search for Opacity Podcast on YouTube. Opacity is an independent podcast hosted by me, Tom Cunningham, and my co-host, Craig Phillips, recorded and published in Dublin, Ireland. Thanks again for listening.